Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. Welcome to another another week of The Bachelorette. Oh man, we got a two for one special this week. I know, I was pretty tired because I feel like we got three episodes, not two. Because we had like pre-hometowns, men tell all, hometowns. Huge, huge. And we have a lot to cover because, I mean, this was a treasure trove of content that was given to us over these past two days. Um, but first, there's something that I kind of want to discuss. Um, I rarely dive into the reality Steve world because I like to watch my show spoiler free. Um, but I also like just a ridiculous person. And I'm like, I don't need your perspective on all. (laughs) He like weirdly seems like angry about that. Like he seems angry at all of them all of the time. so mad and like when there's like a big news day in bachelor nation like this was the most insane day it's like okay it's okay (laughs) i okay guy relax a little i know he takes it on a little too much i mean i understand that we take it on a little too much but there is something very weird about a middle-aged man who like gets all of his income based on this show and just gets like so mad at everybody. He gets mad when people ask him questions, like he gets mad at the contestants. He's just an angry, angry, an angry boy. So um, anyway, with that said, sometimes he gives a compelling interview and he gave an incredibly good one this week with Tasha's ex-husband, Josh Burrell, I believe his name is. And I found it to be uh, incredibly insightful. Um, I know, Sarah, you just read a few highlights, but I would like to bring up some of my own highlights. Okay. Uh, so the big thing is the narrative that Tasha has been like giving the viewers is her first marriage broke up because Josh was unfaithful. Um, and the fact that Josh was unfaithful is absolutely true. He was unfaithful. However, like many things, and as the wise sage Taylor Swift said once, you know, two things can be true. Or I think she said both things can be true. <laughs> Something like that. The album just came out this week. Yeah. Um, well, and then like any relationship, friendship, family, family relationships, romantic relationships, whatever it is, it is, there are always two sides. Like it, there's, all, and, and it's not to say one's right, one's wrong. It's just, there's two people to a relationship. Two people to a relationship. So I guess what ended up happening in theirs were, I, I think they got together when she was like 19 and he was maybe like 21 or something. And they were together for, I think in total for about seven years and they were married for about two. Tasha got married when she was 25. And um, what ended up happening as a result of that is like, he was owning his own business and Tasha wasn't really holding down 
a job. And he was like, well, we can move, you know, to Dana Point. Like I can probably start a business in Dana Point if you feel like there's a job that you might like there. And then they get to Dana Point and she's not happy there. And so he starts getting unhappy in the marriage and because he doesn't really feel like he has a partner in it. Again, this is all told from his perspective. So let's just keep that in mind. So he gets unhappy with the marriage. So he's unhappy with the marriage and he suggests the two of them go to couples counseling. And it's not something that Tasha is interested. She's not interested on working on the relationship because in her mind, nothing is necessarily wrong. So at this point, Josh is like incredibly unhappy in his marriage. And one weekend when Tasha is like out with her friends, um, he ends up like hooking up with a woman that he meets at a bar that night. And so when he sees her the next day, he, he doesn't immediately tell her, but he tells her about like an hour or two, like into her being home. And ultimately like the reason that he did this was because he couldn't find a way out of the marriage. So he needed to like sabotage to give them a concrete reason to split up because in truth, neither of them were happy in a relationship. Tasha didn't really have a direction and he didn't feel like he had a partner. So um, yes, the marriage was probably the catalyst for the infidelity uh, or, or, the, or the infidelity was the catalyst for the divorce, excuse me, um, but it's a grayer area. Yeah. So I think this is incredibly interesting because Josh was just like, you know, I'm doing reality Steve's podcast because I, you don't get paid for it. Like the, plenty of tabloids have come to me, like with a pay incentive. He's like, I don't have that. He's like, I just want to, she's been able to control the narrative this entire time. And I just want to give my side of the story. And the one thing that I said, he said that I didn't agree with was it's not her business to say that I cheated, but in my head, I'm like, well, that's part of her story. So she is okay to say that you cheated. But he did say one thing that I completely did agree with was it would be refreshing if she took some culpability, like because it, it takes two to tango and it would be nice if she was a little bit of self-reflective of how she wasn't showing up either. And I think this is a deeper issue with Tasha in general. She doesn't have that level of self-reflection. It's not a part of herself. It's not an area that she likes to explore. She's afraid of it. So she just kind of moves along. Um, sorry, sorry, I've been hogging. <laughs> no, I totally agree. So Alex, so it's funny. So the hot, the first thing I saw was him say, like, this was like, guess the, the highlight quote used when I was just like reading through, I think people mm -hmm. reported on it. Um, and I saw him say that, exact thing um with like it's not it's not her business to be talking about our like our divorce and that I cheated on her and I was like what a whiny little bitch like I'm like, so annoyed about this guy and then I and then I was like you know what I don't really know how divorce works and I was like maybe like they maybe there was some like contract where they wouldn't talk about things publicly I mean I guess they could never assume that she was gonna like be a star on The Bachelor but whatever and so I decided to read the article and I was like yeah you know none of this surprises me at all because I don't I could not Tasia's been in our life like what two years now about that I think since 2018 and I think they got divorced around 2017 okay I could not tell you a single thing that Tasha likes mm -hmm. likes mm -hmm. um 
her beliefs, her values, other than, other than monogamy. Mm -hmm. I like, truthfully, I don't know anything about this person. And I'm not trying to say that he didn't know, but it, none of what he said surprises me that she essentially, it sounds like he, like she was like sitting at home all day scrolling through it. <laughs> so therefore she found the job that was right for her, which was, yes. So I do, bachelor. Yeah. yeah, she is in like a better place and I'm sure she has a much more of a sense of purpose now, um, which is awesome. But yeah, I was like, wow, this is, it was like very, very eye opening, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And this, we'll we'll obviously talk about it, but I got really mad at her this week. I got really mad at her a few times. Um, yeah, and like it something was- like threw me over the edge. I almost put an Instagram poll out about it, but I didn't. I didn't want to like react in anger, like reality Steve. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll do it later. Yes, but I would please do. And I can't wait until we get to that spot. Um, yes, I completely agree. I, I felt some of my lowest lows with her this episode or these past two episodes or past three, depending on how you're counting them. <laughs> but um, I also don't think she's ever looked more beautiful. Like there were so many times that she, her physical presence was taking my breath away. I don't know that there's ever been a more beautiful bachelorette slash human alive. Yeah. And I think that I don't like, I almost said something kind of offensive and I am still going to say it, but I'm (laughs) going to start first with like, I think, you know, what you said, like she has like found her calling. She has found her direction is so true. Right. Because now she is, as she told Riley in the beauty and lifestyle space. And it's something that she cares about. And her skin is amazing. Her beauty is amazing. Her hair, ever, like sh- her fashion, like those boobs. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I know her body is like wow. She is so, her teeth. Oh, oh her teeth. She oh, her so, teeth. He like literally looks like a perfect human specimen. And but what I was gonna say is like it just kind of plays like I like I believe this. Like if you are hot enough, you actually don't need a personality. Like you don't. <laughs> you don't need. Well, I think it is, we live in a world in which beauty is currency. And I mean, Tasha has a lot of dollar bills, if that's the case, you know, like she is a stunning woman and we- Like the Jeff Bezos of hotness. Jeff Bezos of hotness, (laughs) absolutely. I think we found our episode title. Um, (laughs) uh, But- um, I'm not saying that all hot people are deficient in personality. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that it's not a requirement. But it's, it's, you can get by with being hot and not having a personality. I know tons of hot men and women that have wonderful personalities that I would still love even without their beauty, but they would still be okay without that personality. (laughs) But they would still be okay. I would still love (laughs) <laughs> I would love them just as much just <laughs> uh okay so uh now now that we've gotten the reality Steve-ness out of it um out of, uh out in the open should we talk about uh her eliminations prior to mental all because some of them were quite emotional yeah so we basically she like just starts 
being like the Nick Viall where she's just like sending people home left and right because she can't do it. Now, okay, I need, like, this is gonna look a little forward into the future, but did she know she was sending, like, I still don't get how the home, quote unquote, hometowns worked because the families had to be there a week beforehand to quarantine. So my guess is she probably knew she knew and she, she and it was getting really hard. For, she knew who was going to a hometown and it was getting really hard for her to finish out this week mm-hmm. pretending to like these guys until that's my prediction. Okay. So she might not have a personality, but she has a soul. So <laughs> yeah, fabulous. There we go. I'll give her that. Um, so the first, uh, the first person that she says goodbye to was, I believe, something you were, you predicted last week, Sarah. Uh, she says goodbye to Blake after a, a very tantric date, um, and this is the most emotional that we have seen her get, maybe other than the Black Lives Matter conversation all season. I felt like she just killed his pet or something. Like she was like, "I'm sorry," and like couldn't like get the words out and it was very intense so it kind of reminded me like so I used to do this thing in college called uh the Penn State dance marathon and essentially like um you would stay up for basically I think it's 48 hours straight um do it like dancing uh and raising money for pediatric cancer and every single year it didn't matter at the end like by the time I was like, when the dance marathon was over, I would go back to my dorm or go back to my apartment. I had an epic breakdown and it was because I was just so goddamn tired. Yeah. And this is what it felt like for her. It felt like she was just having, like, I am so exhausted. Like I'm so exhausted breakdown. Um, it didn't even necessarily feel like it was about Blake because what connection have we ever seen with her and Blake? She wasn't even trying on that date. She wasn't she trying. She did say on Ellen last week, he was one of the best kissers. Ew. I know. I'm like, she only said that to make him feel better. There's just no way. I mean, we'll give it to him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I had a visceral reaction that like, Blake is a very nice guy and I'm sure he's a great kisser. He's I just like kind of a baby a little bit. Like, I don't know. He feels like a baby and I would imagine his the shape of his of his facial hair would confuse me <laughs> the shape of the hair well because it's like it's so it's sort of like a thick beard across of it across his chin and that's like kind it of is. yeah he's he's fine i i'm not like he's 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 essentially fine but yeah i think that she brought Again, him he's on. a better looking person than most of america so yeah. he's gonna be yeah. all right like <laughs> <It's> fine um <laughs> I, she brought it so she brought him on the stage to dump him it's fine it like is what it is isn't there a thing like that if you stare into somebody's eyes for two minutes you fall in love with them I have not heard this but uh based oh, on I acting classes I took in college and how many times I used to have to do shit like that I can attest that I have not fallen in love <laughs> with anyone that I had to do oh, those staring yeah. classes I think it has to be too full minutes okay <laughs> should we look at each other for two minutes and see if we fall in love with each other no it's not gonna work over zoom because there's like not there's something like removed there but it's like yeah i guess tip out there for like ladies and gents yeah if someone like if you have a crush on them just 
stare at them and see if they meet your gaze. Like, I'm sure they will <laughs> not hold it for two minutes. I yeah, think take your hands and just put them on both sides of their face and make them look at you. Just kidding. That's not consensual. Don't take that advice. That was horrible. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's I thought, I thought maybe I was like, wouldn't it be funny if she was like, I feel something, but she didn't. She wasn't so, yeah. trying. She wasn't trying. She might've been looking at him, but she wasn't looking at him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? And so yeah. the next person she says goodbye to has been a favorite of yours and mine, Sarah. Uh, we've loved sweet Riley from the beginning. And he had a really... Um, confusing but emotional uh, breakthrough with her last week. And I think what we were hoping he, she was going to stick around a little longer, but unfortunately he, she just wasn't in the same place as he was. Um, where I did, I actually, Riley is somebody who when he cries, I feel it like really hard. I cried in this moment and I cried again at Mentel All uh, when he got emotional and Tasha gave him that great big hug. Um, I just think he has like a really sweet soul. And he also had epic, epic um, quotes from the Mentel All section of this episode that I cannot wait to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. I really, really like him. I mean, I think she likes him too. I mean, this was classic case of like, why did you keep me around for so long? And she like, can't say this, but it's like, oh, you're just like one of the people that I was comfortable. Around. Yeah, because I liked hanging out with you. I like hanging out with you, yeah. And it's like, you can't say that to somebody when you're breaking up with them, but it's just like, we've seen it a million times on guy side and girl side. So yeah. Oh yeah. So then like Bennett shows up and you're like, oh my God, I forgot you were still there. I completely <laughs> forgot because he wasn't really in the episode. No, I totally forgot. So we go straight to the rose ceremony and then, just so funny to watch her send Bennett and Noah. <laughs> it was so, I, I mean, I was ready to say goodbye to this chapter. Um, it like, I mean, I, I am so confused by this feud and I'm so confused about my feelings about Bennett because sometimes I'm really charmed by him. And then other times my skin crawls and how he treats Noah is confusing. Cause like Noah, when he handed Noah that sippy cup, like with the green juice, Noah's like, I'm not sure if I should be mad or sad. Like, it's funny, but like, it's mean. I don't know how to process this right now. I think ultimately Bennett is fine. Again, attractive man. He's going to be okay. I think ultimately we're like, he's, he's pretty much harmless. Yes. He's condescending, but I think it's clearly comes from like an insecurity because anyone that he's been condescending towards is like you're it's like they have their own self-confidence and their own self-worth that they can point to that it's like it doesn't like affect them so I I think he's just like ultimately harmless and um just kind of yeah I think he's just like kind of an elitist snobby guy yeah, but he like plays into it in a way that I'm like, how much of this is actually you and how much is, of it is you playing into it and playing? Yeah, into I'm sure a lot of it was like, oh, I'm on TV and I know that this will be like funny. I mean, he wore like a sweater around his neck at the Mentel All, like in the way that they would portray like professors during like, like full house yeah. or something to show their prestige like it was no, a very like <laughs> 90 sitcom depiction of what a harvard elite would look like it was so weird I, he's like a he's like an actual character it's really strange uh yeah i i can I, I cannot and will not ever pin him down um so i mean 
I, I think the segues pretty nicely into men tell all because I think, you know, some of the guys confront him about being condescending, but a lot of them were too afraid to say that he was condescending to his, them. They were like, you were my friend and I liked you, but you were condescending to other people. I think that everyone else is also confused about their feelings with Bennett because I think that they all enjoyed hanging out with him and laughed with him and he made them laugh and they like ultimately liked him. But I also saw that he did these like really rude, annoying things. Mm -hmm. So I just think that that's where it comes from. I just think everyone's like confused about their feelings because he's like a really, really strange person. Yeah, I mean, but Noah doesn't seem confused at the end of the day. I mean, he was during the sippy cup moment, but at the end of the day, he's like, you know what? You're just an entitled Harvard douchebag. Yeah. He was like, okay, fine, whatever, dude. But like, he was, I mean, the way that he talks, the book, the book alone is just something so cruel that I, even if it is a joke, it's not funny. It's just Yeah, weird. no, it was so cruel. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about mental all. So we had like a smaller group. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this their idea of social distancing? Because like, it's not, they're not distanced. I'm again, just like perplexed by what they're doing here. They weren't at the La Quinta, by the way. They were at the place where Matt James's season is filming, which is in Pennsylvania. So all those people then like flew there. And I think it happened like a month ago. And yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm still just like confused about how nobody's gotten COVID. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I can just say, I like, I'm working on a show right now um, that's in production. And I have a few friends who are working in the, like in the unscripted um, space who are also in production on their shows. And the, the testing regulation is so, so strict. Like, yeah, I guess it's just what it is. Yeah. It beyond, like, I, I mean, it goes, I, I mean, the process is so much more difficult because of how strict they are. So like, maybe it wasn't great that they all flew there, but I would imagine they literally made all of those men quarantine for 14 days before that they were, before they were allowed into that room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would guarantee it. So, okay, let me ask you, is it weird that Claire wasn't there and we barely talked about her season except for disgusting, nasty Yosef that we no, had to- I, I think it's okay. I think we, I mean, we saw her and Dale together. To me, I feel like that chapter is closed and Claire wasn't there for that long. At that point, the story had become between the men and Tasha. I mean, I will say when Yosef was brought out, um, I have never been, I was turned on by like all of the guys. Yeah. Well, by the way, Claire tweeted basically the same thing. <laughs> she tweeted basically the same thing that you just said. And was like, I like, I'm so honored to have known all of you. I wish that I could have had the chance to be there in person to tell you that. Aww. So I was like, oh, I don't, yeah, it was very sweet, but I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's like, that's like a dig up yeah was that a passive aggressive comment? <laughs> she didn't get to go she wasn't invited or whatever I mean I'm glad she said the one thing that was nice but like Claire you made your decision like we moved on like we're done um but that's when Riley had one of his like all-time quotes when he was like you called her classless you came at her you're a terrible person ladies watch out for this man and I was like 
hell yeah, Riley. And even Bennett really stepped up to the plate in this moment because he was like, the thing that disturbs me the most, Yosef, is that you have no remorse. Like, and you have not reflected on this one bit. You just think that you are in the right and that is it. And like, Chris was even like, it was such a leading question from Chris, but I loved it so much when he was like, so you would be okay if somebody talked to your daughter like that? Because he was, uh, Joseph was being so, so stubborn. And he was like, yeah, if my, uh, I, I would hope that somebody would call my daughter out if she acted like that. I was like, oh my God. So hard, more than this man deserved to give him an out. Yeah. Like and to give him a, a moment to say one redeeming thing, one redeeming thing. I loved when he was like, I felt like I had to take it on to um, stick up for the rest of the guys. And all of them were like, no, 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 <laughs> no, we reject your stick up. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was so funny how they like rejected it. They were like, listen, we were the most naked <laughs> and we were fine. <laughs> Everything was fine. Do you, do you see how hot we are? Um, I will say, I still think I'm the oldest bachelorette because I didn't settle for men like that. It's still iconic. Oh my God. I know. I loved it. I mean, I'll never love Claire more than her sticking up for Yosef and how she handled that situation. I just thought it was completely brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about Bennett anymore, but or not Bennett, excuse me, Yosef. But I do want to talk about um, uh, Taisha coming out and addressing the gentleman. Um, yeah. Uh, specifically uh, Blake and Riley, who she had like the two last breakups with. Um, well, she also talked to Noah a little bit. Oh yeah. But that was kind of whatever. She yeah. was just like, I knew you were going to be trouble. Travel nurses are bad, bad boys. Um, bad boys, but also like fucking brilliant. So if you want to go after somebody's intelligence, don't Bennett, like don't go after the travel nurses. <laughs> Just yeah so Blake had like a real is like still not over it no and it was weird because he was saying stuff like he was just like you know I keep pinning it like we blamed it on timing you know like do you think if we had more time we would be together <laughs> I know I just kept singing Hamilton in my head <laughs> why do you run like a lightning at a time like that, but I was thinking more of like at the very end at like the finale don't spoil it for anyone <laughs> but they're like what would you have done if you had more time <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was just saying that over and over again <laughs> okay. well uh, let's give that that's Blake's new theme song but at the yeah, end of the day she was like no <laughs> I just, but she didn't even have an answer for it. She was just like literally like skating around the fact that she just wasn't as into him. Yeah. Um, well, because so, it's hard. Yeah. I saw it in the eyes and say, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a tough job being the bachelorette. Like, yeah. You've you got to find other ways, like so many euphemisms for I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. But Riley was, I mean, they have really great chemistry. It kind of reminds me, I think like um, Rachel and Eric a little bit, like they seemed like just such good friends and like things were so easy and so relaxed, but like the romantic piece is what was missing. Yeah. I thought it was really, really sweet when she said it wasn't you having like like expressing you know what you've been through that scared me away I it wasn't I didn't 
I wasn't scared by that. Like I was, he needed to hear that because that's what he thought happened. I know. And I like that because I think it frees him up to be able to share that part of himself to another person. And now that he's actually said it out loud and like, yes, maybe she didn't want him as a romantic partner, but she like really, she does accept him for who he is and she yeah. appreciate him for who he is. And I think America likes and appreciates him for who he is. Yeah. Um, so I hope that he feels unburdened by, by this. To me, it seemed like he got the closure that he needed. Blake, not so much, but Riley, yes. I mean, we've mentioned before, I think earlier in the season when Blake was falling pretty hard for Claire that like, he just, yeah. it's just his, his heart is soft, you know, he falls, falls fast and he falls hard. Oh, you'll be okay. Oh, and I'm remembering now, like, I do, I do too. Yeah, no, same, same, same. But I remember, not really, but same. <laughs> but Taisha, I, I'm remembering now that Taisha was like, um, she blamed it on the fact that he was into Claire. Now I'm remembering. Oh uh, yeah, she she like just had to like pull something out of her butt. <laughs> like Claire, Claire, you were into Claire. Yeah, that no. was it. That was it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Blake, you'll be all right. So um, we were left were... with a few bloopers. Oh uh, no, 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 Alex, those were not bloopers. Those those were just cute videos of Tasha laughing while rollerblading. <laughs> Okay, so we didn't get it in the blooper section. But okay, that was the weakest blooper of all time because Tasha is not funny. Lover, I think, not funny. Um, but we did see two moments from the guys earlier on. One was Kenny waxing Blake, Blake's or Blake waxing Kenny's pews. Yeah, I didn't need to see that ever. Did Nothing you? about that. I I wish I didn't. Why did that I happen? I, like, I don't know. I don't know why they thought that we would want to watch that. And Blake's erection during the uh, uh, the Reiki healing, the woman like loving his erection, which he didn't really seem to appreciate that being brought up. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. Remember Ben Higgins? Oh my God. I love Ben Higgins. Like Ben, ben like gets like his first boner ever in his life while he's like making out with Jojo in a waterfall. And that is the picture that they make as like the poster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was certainly was not his first boner, but it was like, it was out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was out to play I could not oh, yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't need that these bloopers were bad I laughed when Tasha's dress ripped mm. and, and when I say laugh I mean I was like oh <laughs> that's the extent of what of my smiling during those terrible bloopers I was really disappointed mm -hmm. because I feel like Chris usually like does a really good job with those these were bad I mean Chris does cut them together personally maybe he was just dropping off <laughs> you know, he's not the one on like the editing floor but he, like, <laughs> he and this is his thing <laughs> it was boring it was boring um Taisha she just um and her being goofy is like we see a little bit in the, in the hometown dates, like when she hikes up her dress and she's like, taxi! And she thinks it's hysterical. Like, I don't know. 
really know. All right, let's talk about hometown dates. Now, I know that he went last, but I do have to say the only person that I think got their hometown right because you had to make a date that was representative of your hometown was Ben on the Venice boardwalk like Zach that was nothing like New York <laughs> wow Sarah they weren't allowed to go anywhere like I know but like you still had to like make it like be something like go see a Broadway show like <laughs> oh yeah that's what I want to watch <laughs> them watching a show an off-brand you know if he like pulled up like a home video of his like school play and he's like we're going to broadway that's funny (laughs) okay you're right okay so the first person that we have up uh is brendan and i love seeing brendan with his niece i just really like brendan a lot so it's so good-natured I, I think Brendan's bachelor material. Wow. I'm he, in. He seems like, he seems a little young, but I think that this was like huge growth for him was this season. And I think, yeah, I think he's totally bachelor material. He's, and I think that he's, he's kind of different from other recent ones. Cause he's like goofy, silly. He's got curly hair. He's very, very handsome, but he's not like suave. You know what I mean? I think he's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, he his presence is just goofy. Like yeah. he doesn't he's not intending to be, but he just is and it just makes him a joy to be around. I thought it was so I think on his hometown who he brought was well obviously his niece who I actually when I saw that interaction with Tasha and the niece, I was like, "Oh, Tasha's good around kids." I would exactly. I was just going to say we've said a lot of bad things about Tasha this episode, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, she's meant to be mom." Yeah, like that's like that's her calling. She's meant to be like an awesome mom and like raise beautiful mm-hmm. children. Like that yeah. is what she's here to do. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I'm down. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. And that little girl was so cute too. She's like, I think I hugged her before my uncle. Called <laughs> her Aunt Tasha, didn't she? Oh, did she? So cute. Okay, I thought that she did, and I was kind of like, oh no, this is gonna be bad when Tasha definitely doesn't end up friend. <laughs> she's like, she's not that young. She'll she understands. Yeah. And, uh, and then, um, oh, <laughs> oh, you meant it was bad for her. No, it, she's fine. I don't, you're, I don't think you're scarred by who your uncle dates, you know, like, <laughs> I don't think it's like the same thing as like someone coming in unless like your uncle's raising you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, Brendan's older brother and his, uh, sister-in-law, Christy, uh, also are they joined him for the night portion of this and I thought his conversation with his brother was so cute he was like well first of all I just want to really let you know how much you mean to me (laughs) and he just felt so earnest in that moment he just seemed so excited to see him yeah yeah no it was sweet the families it was really great to see all of these people with their families because Mm -hmm. obviously they've been away for so long but they've been a lot away even longer because of the quarantine. So yeah. it's like, we're not just seeing people see their families after like going on like extra an extravagant trip for a few months. We're seeing people like reconnect with their families during a pandemic when they yeah. haven't been able to see them for so long. So it was like all of the family moments, like were really, really heartwarming. I know. And it just like cemented the fact that I just really like all of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
like she she's also good at picking men who are not jpj like i like her taste jpj uh it was just because he was the only one who was around like (laughs) i know i saw oh shit who tweeted it so they were like my heart stopped when i heard the voice of when Tasha walked out of her apartment, which was Bennett. But he was like, I swear, I thought it was going to be JPJ. Oh, God. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I mean, all in all, I just came away from that day. There weren't like too many highlights other than Brendan is still having a little bit of anxiety of proposing, just given, you know, what him and his family went through during his first divorce. Um, but I like how open he is and kind and sweet and he comes from good stock so i'm into it yeah okay Uh, yeah then we have zach who mm -hmm. takes her to new york (laughs) i loved this date i thought it was adorable so i think zach is it really why i i just i like they they just work for me he laughs at all the stupid stuff she says and like I think he gives her her enough of the quote unquote baggage. I don't want to talk about, I I would, I don't want to label what any of these people have as baggage, but I get, you know, just for lack of a better word right now, but without being like too overwhelming Mm -hmm. and because because he has worked through it. So So he doesn't need anything from her. Right. On that regard. That is so true, Sarah, because the other guys are going to need the kind of emotional support that Tasha, I just don't think she's capable of giving them. But because Zach had to develop those tools on his own, he doesn't necessarily need somebody to push him through that. Like, and he all, and already he has his support system. Like, he could talk to his brother, who's like incredibly protective, his parents, who are clearly so obsessed with him um and her like mm-hmm. and I think that I don't mean to say Tasha somebody that needs like that validation like because I, I think ev- everybody would want that of course from like the person that they're looking to marry they want their family to like him but like I do think she wants to choose kind of the simpler way which isn't a bad way who wouldn't want to marry into a family that likes you you know but I, I think that what that sounds good to me. Yeah, exactly. I just think that like the whole thing works. It is the, it has the least amount of barriers, this relationship. I think that's absolutely true. And I, you really saw the mom warm to her because I guess Zach said forever that he was content being an uncle, but being here, I don't think it's necessarily a result of only Tasha, but perhaps being in a pandemic and being even more self-reflective, he's realized that he wants to be a dad and probably known forever and this is just like his first time being able to admit it and I and that really seemed to warm his mother to Tasha because I think I don't even think it's like oh I want to be a grandma thing I think it's just like you want to leave your kids knowing that they have a support system around them well right and that your your child is with somebody who makes them like allows them to be themselves. Yeah, exactly. So warm. Everyone is was so sweaty throughout all four of these days. Oh my god, it was so it was really bad to watch. It was so hard to watch. But what was cute to watch was in the end credits of Zach's family, they seemed like they were huge fans of the show. 
Like they were yeah. like for the BTS and they had Chris Harrison come out and do some dumb bit. <laughs> and they were I, like, oh! I, I know that would be really, really fun to like, <laughs> if someone in your family was on The Bachelor. <laughs> oh my God. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, Grace is our 18-year-old sister who hates us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she doesn't. <laughs> That's um, okay, so Ivan. Oh, another tearjerker. Cute little niece giving them a little cooking lesson. Oh my God. Have you ever seen someone smile and laugh like as hard as Ivan? like just yeah he loves her so much I know but it was like so okay something did make me laugh because just to go along with like all of these things we would think about Tasha it's like he was like okay so we're gonna do a cooking class and she was like oh my god I love this and I just feel like I don't know I really don't want to offend anybody let me say this is not a generalization blanket statement. A lot of people take cooking classes for many reasons. And I and I've never taken one and I would and I would love to. But to me, <laughs> the cooking class thing kind of feels like right when you graduate college and you like don't have any hobbies because you don't have any clubs or anything. And so everyone like everyone takes a cooking class or runs a marathon. <laughs> And that just like reminds me of Tisha. I'm like, oh my God, she needs somebody to give her activities to do. Mm-hmm. She can't come up with any on her own. Yeah. Well, I did neither, but I did run a half marathon. So that- Yeah, I was going to say, you definitely did, Alex. <laughs> and I took no cooking classes. I know. I just feel like the cooking class is like the thing. It's like you run a marathon or you like take a cooking class. <laughs> All right, hot take. Like right when you graduate, because you like don't know what else to do with your time. It's not a bad thing. I get it. I was very, very stuck when I graduated. So I was like, is this all it is? You work, you watch TV until you fall asleep, and you do it all over again. The next day. <laughs> I love it. I love. It. Um. So anyway. Ivan's family is adorable. His dad is had a really sweet conversation with Tasha about also getting married too young, not to his current wife, but to his first bride. Um, I, I, um, Ivan's mother seemed to be taken with Tasha's beauty. <laughs> As we all are. As we all Mrs. are. Mrs. Ivan's mom. And her concerns were all valid. Like she's they, like their concern for Ivan feels like it's coming from a, like, oh, I really, really care. Like a genuine care for their son. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. His sweet dad is like so high risk. And he was just like, I guess I'm going to meet my my boy's girlfriend, I guess. Like, um, it was just a really heartwarming. Well, and then the best is when the brother, uh, I mean, watching this family, I wrote this down. I said, this is such an inspiration to watch. It's so amazing to watch a family just love each other Mm -hmm. and be loyal and hold you accountable, but love you. Mm -hmm and and come out come out good on the other side yeah I loved how they are together the only thing that I wished was like the brother coming later was like a great moment emotionally but I was like why couldn't he have just been there longer so he could have had more time with his brother maybe maybe they maybe they got to you don't know like maybe they got to just hang out with him longer because like you know I, I wouldn't be surprised 
if they all you know this isn't the actual bachelor season right where you're like on a plane every other day and like having to fly all these places like I don't they, they probably got to spend some extra time I bet with their families okay. it'd be cool if they couldn't I hope so I also thought it was very sweet when the brother said um because Ivan had to really step up when his brother went to prison because his niece was born while he was um, in jail. So he was like, I'm happy that for once the roles are reversed and that I get to be there for you. <laughs> I know this was, it really uh, was, these are just really, really incredible people. Loved it. I loved it. And I was like, oh, Tasha, pick Ivan, but I don't think you deserve him. He's oh. not going to, but but Ivan will find somebody. Obviously. I also noticed during this date, I was like, Tasha fits in with everybody. Like, like I feel like she uh-oh. Yeah, she does because she like all she knows how to do is like smile and nod. Right. At- because she sort of takes on whatever they're she's like kind yeah. of a diva or something. She just like or a chameleon. She just like morphs to whatever they are. Maybe she'd be like a good politician or something. <laughs> okay. I don't think like like I don't know what that would do for her lifestyle. And- <laughs> I don't know either. <gasps> she's fine where she's at. But yeah, I imagine she was incredibly popular growing up for yeah. all of these reasons that we're talking about. But like, yeah, she may, she can get along with anyone because she just like, she's just a very agreeable person. Yeah. Okay. And then last but not least, we've got Ben. So was it the Ben date that made you mad? Yeah. Okay. Tell me, and I'm wondering if it's the same thing that made me Well, mad. okay. I'm sorry. Actually, it's not really the Ben date. It's the goodbye it's okay. the goodbye. Okay. Because I was, I was upset with Tasha, and I think I was watching it with Charlie and Charlie, sometimes like things will wash over me, but they'll make Charlie upset or like Char- Charlie will get a reaction. And I'm like, yeah, that really is fucked up. Wow. And this happened last night. So when Tasha was talking to Ben's sister, um, not Antonia from Top Chef. <laughs> uh, oh God, I love Antonia. <laughs> I freaked out Monday and I was like, what is she doing on this show? I was like, is that Ben's sister? I was like <gasps> freaking out. But no, he is her trainer and they're best friends. Oh, okay, before we get into the meat of it, I just, I have to say, I can't believe, like, I, I I wonder how Tasha felt having to meet his girl best friend because I think Tasha's like a little insecure. I don't know, Alex. Have you ever had a boyfriend that had a girl as a best friend? Uh, yeah, I have too. Well, uh, my husband does. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, I think that we were like a rare case. Her and I became like besties immediately, and and we're we're still there. But like I just, it's like so. I've had other boyfriends before that have girls as best friends, and it is like, I find it difficult. I think if you're secure in the relationship, like like boundaries, like they'll understand that boundaries need to change in general. Like, but yeah. if you're like if it was my ex boyfriend and he had like a best girlfriend, that would I would be so jealous but yeah I don't know yeah you're right it depends on the relationship by the way none of this is a is like mean any negativity towards chef Antonia I think like she's awesome perfect, and she, a 
perfect specimen. Yeah. Um, and she's like a perfect best friend. Perfect <laughs> like she's um, great. But uh, if, like, if I was going to a hometown and my new, my new boyfriend is like, you're going to meet my sister and my best friend, Claire. I'd be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Claire. This is a very decisive woman. <laughs> Um, okay. But when Tasha was talking to Ben's sister, this is what upset me. I, she said how it annoyed her that Ben wasn't opening up when Ben has arguably opened up way more. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so this is what, anybody made, else. this is what made me mad about the breakup as well. Yeah. Okay. Go into the breakup. So the same thing. So she's sad sending him home. Mm-hmm. And then she is mad when he doesn't cry. I know. What the hell was that? And she said she's so disappointed because she, oh, it's like making my blood boil because she put so much, quote, time and energy into getting Ben to open up and he just wouldn't do it. And she's like, is the fact that you didn't cry means that our relationship meant nothing to you? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I found this to be a very selfish moment on Tanisha's part. Ben, actually, I-, I agree with you, has opened up arguably more than anyone. He shared an eating disorder. He shared depression. He shared suicide. Yeah. Things that he had never even told his sister, the most important person to him in the entire world. And I just, how dare you? Yeah reject that put that on him say that he opened up it was if you if it was too overwhelming and maybe it was hard for you to handle and I do not blame you for that blame you for sending him home but I am mad at you for portraying this man as somebody who's closed off and like not emotionally equipped or or like not like in touch with his emotions well, I think this sort of goes back to the the reality Steve interview with her ex-husband because he was like, you know, Tasha likes to spin a narrative to make her look like the victim. In no way does she want to take responsibility for her actions. So I think in this instance, she didn't want her to look bad. She probably knew that Ben was a fan favorite and that people were going to love him. So she basically gaslit him into saying that he wasn't an open person. And and, and to do this to somebody, like, you know what? I think this would be a different situation. Maybe I'd still be annoyed, but like if it was like Brendan or Ivan, maybe like it, it wouldn't feel so large, but after what this guy has been through and what he's very recently dealt with, Mm -hmm. I think you're, I think you nailed it. I think she gaslit him and she has shared nothing other than her ex-husband cheated on her. She Uh, has shared nothing. This, like this, this is just, it's so infuriating to me. And I'm sorry. I know a lot of people really love her as the bachelorette. I don't mean to like, I don't mean to tarnish her character. I know that I feel like I've done that a lot this episode. I, I just like, I think that she is going to watch this back and feel really embarrassed because I think she's being really, really selfish. 
Absolutely. And you're allowed, to, you're allowed to pick whoever you want. You're allowed to send home whoever you want. I'm not upset with you for sending home Ben. And mm-hmm. if what he shared with you was, it, it played a part in that, that is okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're making yourself look more like a villain by throwing him under the bus like this. Yeah, when in actuality, I think it's exactly what you're saying, Sarah. I just don't think she has the emotional capacity to be a helpful partner to Ben. And I think his problems overwhelm her. Um, And I think somebody with just a little bit more patience and a little bit more empathy and a little bit more personality would be a better suited partner for him. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for letting me get that out. I'm like, gosh, if you thought I was mad at Claire, doesn't even compare to how I felt after that episode. Oh man. Well, we got another double episode next week. Uh, maybe it'll be a triple episode like this past one. <laughs> and um, then we have Matt season starting January 4th. So we're going right into it. The women have already been introduced. I don't think that we're going to do a draft or anything like oh, that. I was going to talk to you off, offline about this. <laughs> maybe we will. Yeah. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Um, I kind of want to, but stay tuned. Alex and I are going to touch base (laughs) and we'll follow up when we have something more concrete. (laughs) By the Um, way, I sent that email about 12 times this week. Do what? (laughs) I sent like that exact email like 12 times this week. Well, we'll be in touch. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to touch base with so-and-so. I'm going to follow up. (laughs) (laughs) Sick office stuff. Okay, but in the meantime, I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday season. Hope you're staying at home. Hope you're being safe. Um, and we love you. And we'll see you next week. And I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. And of course, the journey doesn't end here. Follow us on social media at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin and at Alex Ryan Franks. Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire. <laughs>